people aren't adulting, you know, being asking someone out via text or ghosting somebody or breaking up with somebody via text is not an adult. And I know adults of all ages do it. You know what I mean? I think it's, excuse my mouth, like a pussy way out. I hate that word, but I have to use it for men and women. It's like, grow up, get a set. Okay. 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 Hi, welcome back to another chill session on Can We Chill podcast with your girl Vivian and your girl Melissa. Today we are joined by a special guest. Her name is Laurie and we're very grateful to have her and for her taking the time to be with us today. Um, She's an entrepreneur, an author, a dancer, but um, just before we get started, I'll let her introduce herself and give her give us a little few words about who she is and what she does so we can get to know her a little bit more. Well, hello. So my name is Lori Hardaker. I am originally from Massachusetts, but I currently live in Southwest Florida. I am an entrepreneur. I have a small event company. I recently wrote this book. Uh, I have a couple t-shirt lines and a greeting card line, as well as just a regular full-time job. Um, I have a BA in dance. I studied in London for a semester. Um, 49, never married, no kids. My kids are one dog and one cat, and I'm planning on keeping it that way. So (laughs) that's just a little tidbit about me. (laughs) <laughs> I love that. I love the introduction. Um, but we will touch on all of the, I was, the some of the stuff that she said during the episode, guys. Um, but before we get started, Laurie, we normally do an icebreaker. So okay. this just kind of allows us to get to know you a little bit more and our listeners to just kind of get you to know you a little bit more outside of the context of what we're talking about. So the icebreaker is, what do you think is the best invention in the world? Laurie, would you start off with the guess? I know it's a very hard question, but yeah. Uh, ben and Jerry's chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> oh, lately I've been craving it so badly. The best invention? Oh my goodness. I don't know. Maybe Hulu lately because I've just been stuck inside because of the hurricane. I don't know. I don't even know. The best invention, maybe a car. That's a tough question. I know. It is, isn't it? I was thinking about it and I couldn't even come up with an answer myself. So you said Ben and Jerry's or Hulu. We don't have Hulu over here. So that's the streaming platform, isn't it? Yeah, we have Amazon Prime, Hulu, Netflix. Um, Yeah, sometimes because the weather is so hot in Florida or a hurricane, sometimes we get stuck indoors. So and wow. I've been all these shows I've been told to binge watch, so I've been excited. I love like TV series. What are you watching um, at the moment? I was watching Z, which is Zelda, about uh, S. Scott Fitch, uh, F. Scott Scott Fitzgerald, the author. I have binge watched like Little Fires Everywhere, which is mm, amazing. I need to watch that. Oh, Dead to Me um yes um big little liars i in the past i love scandal and white collar and um, (laughs) oh i love white collar i love that show that's my favorite series oh 
And then yeah, the I Queen's Gambit was phenomenal. And then obviously Downton Abbey. I mean, there's so many. Th- I finally saw the Downton Abbey movie because I had watched the whole series. So, I mean, you know, and Just this is the season where there's not much on. And then I watched the junk reality TV like The Bachelorette. So, <laughs> <laughs> so a bit of everything then. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yep. Okay. Um, Melissa, what are you saying? I was going to say planes, but now mm. I'm thinking of TV. Just because TV brings such entertainment, like, where would we be without a TV? We use, <laughs> we use TVs for everything. So, and not just TVs to watch TV, but TVs for, like, screens, like, all that type of stuff, like technology, I guess. But I, my first choice would have been planes, but now it's technology. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because technology is big at the moment, isn't it? It's like we can't function without technology. Even like yesterday at work, we didn't have Wi-Fi and it's like everything was yeah. like down here. We didn't have Wi-Fi the whole day and people were like, like twisting their thumbs and stuff like that because they didn't know what to do. Yeah, we can send emails, we can receive emails, we can use on softwares, um, we can use certain platforms and softwares and we, most of us were using our phones to do these things yeah. and it was weird um but yeah um i'm gonna say electricity Mm. uh, only because everything we basically spoke about doesn't run without electricity um (laughs) we're kind of all screwed without electricity and we need um so yeah even like back in the day people would struggle but obviously we can function without electricity but it's hard It's, it's not an easy life without electricity but i think that's the best invention because like literally i think we'd all go crazy if we didn't have it so yeah mine's just (laughs) so we're gonna get into the episode now so laurie can you tell us so how has your experiences been dating for 30 years what have what that's a long time to be dating but obviously can you just explain how that's come about and how you've gone so long dating and how you found it so because I'm 49, never been married, I mean, I've had relationships, but, you know, in between the relationships, I've been dating. So because I've never been married, that's what I've been doing. Um, not, I mean, I don't think I ever thought I would be 49, never married, no kids, but that's the path or whatever that I was given. So I've unfortunately, it's unfortunately, I'm not gonna be like, oh, yeah, it's been the best experience of my life. Hell no. Are we allowed to swear on here? Yeah, feel free to say whatever you want. (laughs) We do. It was. was, It's been. It's been a horrible. It's been like a horrible experience. I know it's a horrible experience for most people who are dating because that's all you hear about. And unfortunately, all dating's like via the internet, and there's tons of liars and cheaters and fake profiles and criminals and people asking for money and catfishing and ghosting it's crazy (laughs) I kind of wanted to ask you like do you did you ever get questions or did you ever get judged about not being married or not having kids because I feel like a lot of people even my age are getting and I'm 25 a lot of people my my age are getting (laughs) a lot of people my age are getting questions from like family um about like why haven't they settled down yet and it's like I just wondered if you'd ever experienced that and if, how did it make you feel? Did it make you feel, how did it make you feel basically? 
I am very lucky. I have never really had that. Like, especially I don't have the parents who are like, oh, when are you going to get married and give us grandkids? They have never, yeah. ever been like that. My mom's okay. always just like, we just want you to be happy. But yeah. I've talked about this on a bunch of podcasts because it's just bizarre. Like dating, I've met people who've been married twice, three times, four times. And in society, being divorced once or up to four times seems to be more acceptable than being 49 and never married, which yeah. is bizarre to me because I wouldn't want to be and have to tell someone, oh yeah, I've been married three times and yeah. you know, I have kids from multiple men and, but that's what's in society. I mean, I guess they look at that more as normal than never being married, which I think is totally backwards and screwed up. And if 25, oh God, if I could not imagine marrying any of the dumbasses I dated when I was 25 in my 20s, because I dated a ton of them. I mean, you change, like you change and grow. Like the BS that I put up with back in my twenties is not what I would put up with today. There is like, I dated a guy who was verbally abusive, like my first boyfriend when I was 21, that would never fly today, but you Mm. change your confidence changes, your experience change, you know, what you're going to accept, what you're not going to accept your deal breakers, 25 girl, you are young, go travel, go enjoy your life. You have plenty of time. I, me, me personally, I've never had those pressures from anybody. Like I've never, like you said, your parents, like my parents are exactly the same. They've never ever put pressure on me to ever get married or have kids. So I would never feel that. But I know people whose family do put pressure on them or they, or they ask, constantly ask like, why have it, like, where's your man or where's your husband or whatever. So that's why I was wondering if you had ever experienced that. But for me, I could never see myself ever feeling pressured into having kids or, to having a husband or anything like that because I just don't see the point of it like I don't see the point of rushing into something because of external pressures like it has to be something that you want yeah it has to be something that you want to do and that's me personally that's why I feel like a lot of people get themselves into bad situations because they're forcing it they're forcing something that doesn't need to be forced and they're putting pressure on themselves when they don't need to um but yeah, no, I, I know I'm I'm young. I don't need to be rushing. And even if I was older, I don't feel like I would need to rush because like you said, it's just about you being happy. If you're not happy, then you, you've got nothing to give really anyway. So right. yeah. Well, also first time marriages have a divorce rate of 50%. Second time marriages have a divorce rate of 60%. Oh. I don't know what third time marriages are. I'm assuming it's higher. So people are jumping into it way too fast because it's almost like the thing to do or that's the, you know, go to school, get an education, date, get married, have a house, have a good job, have kids, save enough money to retire and then die. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is not what I want to do. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, you got to do what you want to do. Do you think that marriage is worth it then is, do you think, because I know there's some people who say loads of uh, marriages end in divorce. So do you think marriage is something that's still worth it to this day? Because a lot of people still feel like it's not because of how much the uh, the high um, divorce rates and stuff like that. My parents will be married 52 years in September. So, um, I mean, 
I don't know the right or wrong answer. You know what I mean? It has to be if you're happy. You only live once. I always hear people staying together because of the kids, but they're absolutely miserable. How is that healthy for you or your kids? A lot of people I know, I mean, not. I'm just saying, and I have heard, stay together and they're miserable because of financial. It would cost more money to be divorced than if they stay married. I mean, that's not a life I would want to live. I'd rather be single. Mm-hmm. But I've never been in that situation um, I did do a podcast with young girls, like 25, and they were doing a podcast called Is Marriage Worth It? So it's funny how you asked me that question, because I don't know. I have no idea. I've never been married. I mean, it's never like been like on my bucket list. I've never been that, you know, girl when I was young, dreaming of what my wedding dress is going to look like or where it's going to be held or my house and my kids that's just never been i've been very very different than that so i don't know if i'm probably not the right person to ask (laughs) maybe well you could ask me and then ask somebody who's married and get the two different perspectives but um i i mean i don't know i know it's a lot of work like i could not imagine being married to somebody for 50 years no no way (laughs) The same. But do you think I that's, mean, what do you think the reason is behind that? Like, do you think it's because uh, people, some people say that we're not actually supposed to be one person forever, or some people just say that, you know, we change throughout our life, so one person can't always remain the same person. Like, what do you think the reason is that you like you you can't see yourself being with somebody for that long, or you couldn't see yourself being with somebody for that long? I think it's just like the idiosyncrasies and the quirks and the things that drive you nuts. Imagine dealing with that every day of your life for 50 years. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? I mean, I know you learn that when you date somebody, but I mean, and you learn that when you live with somebody. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. The longest I've ever dated somebody is three years and we lived together. I have never really been one to stay dating someone when it's not going well because I'm afraid to be back on my own or afraid to date again. Um, And that could have some psychological thing to do with me. Who knows? But like out of all the guys that are like considered my exes, I do not miss any of them. I do not feel like, oh, he was the one that got away. Mm. Um, I end things when they're time to be ended. I don't know. I'm not afraid to be single. I mean, yes, it can be very, very, very lonely. And I know it was really hard for singles during the pandemic because you're stuck at home. And the fact that you're single is more like thrown in your face than when you're out and about and working and hanging out with friends and stuff. But everyone always says, oh, I want to live with someone, you know, and we're holding hands on the front porch and we're old and gray. And I just don't think it's all it's cracked up to be. I just don't. And a lot of people always say to me, oh, my God, you're so smart. You're single and never been married. And then I know some people who have been married for a long time. Like I have this good friend. She and her husband got married when they were like 19 and 20. And I don't know. They've been married 30 years and they are just extremely, extremely happy. So, yeah, I can't. I can't. You know, my opinion is obviously not the only opinion and it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It's just my own thoughts. I think what you said is important like um, you end things when you're not happy I feel like a lot of people stay in relationships because they don't want to be alone or they've invested time or they've got kids with them and I think sometimes like you just have to let people go like you just can't hold on to everyone and 
I think probably, I mean, I don't know why the divorce rates are 50% for the first time, but I think probably a lot of it is to do with um, people seeing certain things and just deciding not to part ways with it. So as in, they probably see things and think, oh, it's going to change when we live together or it's going to change when we get married or whatever. And then eventually it doesn't change and then they just sort of like fed up. Um, but yeah, what you said was really important because I feel like a lot of people definitely stay in relationships and stuff when they're not happy just because they don't want to be single or they don't want to be branded as that single girl or single guy. They want to be somebody who's got somebody else. Right. Or it could be for for financial reasons. I've heard of that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that as well. Yeah, it could be a range of things. How do you manage to move on so easily? Because a lot of people struggle with that because there's different needs that people um, stay in relationships for, whatever the needs are <clears throat> that are being met. Some people, right. it could be a range of reasons other than financial reasons. So how do you um, allow yourself to move on and kind of say, well, I don't feel like I don't miss them at all. I don't feel like they're the lost person. How do you handle that within yourself to be able to, to, to move forward without looking backwards, if that makes sense? Well, I can definitely say, honestly, some of the breakups were devastating. And I, I always say one that I was like the one, one of the one guys that I thought might be it. And like when we broke up, all I did was eat. So I called it breakup weight. And other people, when they have a baby, call it baby weight. So I had breakup weight. But I'm, I just, I've always been a person who's been like very driven and motivated and just mm. go for it. Like, what am I going to do? Mope around at my house alone? That's yeah. not what I'm going to do. I just like, I always pursue, 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 not just pursue men, but just pursue happiness. But yeah, you know, I also have this psychological thing too, where I get very bored easy and that could be a problem. I always want a different adventure, a different challenge. That's Mm. why I lived in my RV for three years by myself and traveled the U.S. full time working around the country. And I got to see change jobs every like, three to six months and it was great yeah. for me because once I was ready to go and find see a new place it was time yeah. so that's kind of always been my personality always and even still today having like a, a scratch that I can't itch or just thinking there's something else out there for me and uh, since I've written this book and I am dating somebody now we started a greeting card line and I have a t-shirt line and I want to start doing some dating coaching. So there's a lot of things that I want to do. It's just doing them full time because I have just have to have a regular full time job for the financial aspect. So yeah. someday I would just like to be on my own fully. Yeah, I think it's nice that you're able to actually acknowledge the things that you want to do and how you are. Um, like you saying that you get bored easily. I'm a bit like that. Like I get bored very easily and. It's not like I have to have some mad spark or mad energy every day, but I like to do so many different things. Like I have so many different things on my agenda at once. And if I'm not being fulfilled in certain things, I'm just like, it's just not it for me. So, but I think it's good that you're able to sit back and be like, maybe that's that could be it. Because some people, when they get comfortable, they kind of forget, not forget themselves, but they don't really do the things that they enjoyed before or they're not doing their dreams that they they had when they was two years younger or whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's good that it's good that you're able to kind of reflect and be like, this is how I am. 
Well, I mean, it's also being, even when it comes to dating or just pursuing anything, it's just being self-aware, taking a look inside yourself, maybe seeing a life coach, maybe writing in a journal. But so many people just don't take the time to become self-aware of who they are and what they want and what they're looking for. Some people don't like to do it because it's too scary or they had some trauma in their childhood and some people don't want to take the time. Some people like their life status quo. There are plenty of people out there who don't mind the nine to five, you know, for 30 years or 40 years of their life at the same job. Cause that's, yeah. you know, that is not me, Yeah. You know? but that doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It's just some people, everyone's different. Everyone has a different level of courage of adventure, different personality, introvert, extrovert. But I think, a lot of people don't take time to self-reflect or become self-aware or really think about what they want. And um, So do you, think I mean, that, do you think that you need to be with somebody who's like you then? Do you think you could be with somebody who's just like a nine to five art introvert, doesn't really do much, he's maybe uh-uh. got their job and you couldn't be with somebody like that? No, definitely not. No, because I want somebody outgoing. Uh, I think... The guy I'm dating now, he's a, and I, when I met him, I had already started writing the book. Uh, I met him July of last year, but I started writing the book in May. Um, And um, he's an entrepreneur and we started this greeting card line together and he's a go-getter. He's from New York. I'm from Boston. We're really straightforward, kind of to the point, speak our mind up there. He's loud and social and he does events. I I do events like singles events and dating trivia and he helps me. I could not be like, and he always wants to do an activity and I could not be with an introvert. I I would be too overwhelming for them and they would be too (laughs) underwhelming for me. Yeah. But that's another thing. That was another topic on the podcast. Do opposites attract? Not for me, I don't think. (laughs) Yeah. What do I know though? Nobody's an expert on any of this, right? No, it's true. It was, yeah, it's all a learning journey. But, like, just touching on the fact that you said um, people don't take the time to be self-aware or reflect or journal. I journal a lot, and I find that's really helpful for me just to put my thoughts onto paper. And I, I, I like writing anyway, so I do that a lot. So, and I always say, um, so people listen regularly, I always say, like, <clears throat> the relationship with yourself is one of the most important relationships that you have to continuously work on. Um, because at the end of the day, you've only got yourself. You can't escape yourself and you've got to deal with yourself 24-7. But I think sometimes people are always trying to escape themselves and looking for someone else to be able to be with rather than actually understanding who they are, understanding what actually makes them tick, what they value, etc. all of those things. So how do you um, or what do you think on developing the relationship with yourself and continuously understanding yourself and growing within yourself how do you think that helps you when it comes to dating and understand other people as well as understanding yourself in relationships I think in order to find your partner or or what you want in a partner you need to know what your strengths and weaknesses are and like your I don't know if you've heard about it like love languages you know, like the five love languages, like what your language is, like you could be a very, uh, you, you, your love languages, you feel love with physical touch, quality time. You might feel somebody loves you if they give you words of affirmation or you get gifts. 
you definitely need to find somebody who has a similar love language to you as well, because I'm a very, like, I love affection. I love spending time with people. So obviously I need to date somebody who has the time for me and who likes affection. If they didn't have those two, we wouldn't be able to date. So you need to be aware of what your own love language is and then find out what other people's love languages are. Now, my boyfriend's, we have similar love language, like his is physical touch and quality time. Um, and then there's the the sexual side of your your language, like, you know, the whole thing, vanilla, are you vanilla? Or, you know, I don't know if you've heard that, but, you know, um, just basic sex or what you want. There's so many things that are involved that you need to be self-aware of yourself. Like, this is who I am. This is what I like. This is what I want. So then when you go and meet people, you can ask them. We did a Zoom like life coaching seminar uh, about qualifying questions, questions to ask. Now, this is for people who are looking for relationships only. This isn't looking for people who are like, casually dating or hooking up this is like for somebody like i was looking for a relationship to think of like a qualifying question now some people think asking some of these more serious deep questions up front are going to scare people away but a lot of people are starting to think why waste your time ask them up front you know and some people you know you don't want to do, oh, what's your favorite color? And what movie do you like? And what do you do for a living? You know, it should be more deeper questions. Like you could ask, you know, like I asked why, you know, why did you get divorced? I mean, some people like you should never talk about your ex. I totally disagree about that because you can learn something from somebody about that. Why did you guys break up? You know, or, hey, do you ever want to get married or married again? And if the, if the other person freaks out, then they're not the person for you. If you want to get married, don't you think you should know that right up front on a first date? Like, mm. what if you want to get married and then you date this guy for six months or you date this woman for six months and then you spend all this time and then six months later, the marriage topic comes up and the other person doesn't want to get married, but you do. If people could just ask the questions they want to ask, that's what I say. You know, go on these dates, ask the upfront questions. I mean, you don't want to badger them with questions, but, you know, find out. If they're not what you're looking for, don't waste your time. And ask questions like, why have you been married three times? You know, or why have you been married and divorced four times? Because that's concerning. And then someone could say to me, well, why have you never been married? And I think it's a great question. I don't get offended when they ask me. I'm not the kind of woman that gets offended when somebody asks my age either. You know, so I think people are afraid to be direct. People are afraid of a reaction they're going to get from the other person if the other person thinks they're too direct. Um. I don't know. I've always just been very upfront. I'm not afraid of conflict. I'm not afraid to give my opinion, but a lot of people are not like me, you know, a lot of, and plus I was raised in a huge Italian family. Everybody's loud. Everybody's given an opinion when you don't even want to know their opinion. Um, like I said, I'm from new England. We're a little more abrasive up there, more upfront, tell it like it is, but it's your choice. You either if you're looking for somebody and you're really seriously looking for somebody, you've got to know who you are, what you like, what you want in order to find that, those qualities in another person. How are you going to know what you want until you know yourself or love yourself or you're happy with yourself? I, I've got a friend 
like that. She's very direct when she speaks to men. And I admire that. But of course, to be fair, I'm like that as well. But she's like on another level. But the thing is, uh, she it might come across that she's scaring off guys because of some of the questions she's uh, she asked because she's obviously direct. And But like I said, I love that about her. But the thing is, I always say, if you're scaring someone off, they're just not meant for you. Because if someone who generally is interested and is comfortable answering the questions, why are you scared to answer a question? Me and Melissa mm-hmm. always talk about this. Why are you so scared to answer a question? Why are you avoiding a question? Just answer the question. And if you're going right. to answer it, answer it truthfully. A lot of people want to try and lie and lead people mm-hmm. on. Just say what it is, because if the person's asking you a direct question, clearly they're ready to hear the answer. People don't ask you questions that they don't want to give answers to. And if you feel like the need to lie to someone who's asked you a question that you might see as maybe forward or direct, answer the question as honest as you can. And then you don't waste each other's time. And if you answer the question in the way that they like, then we keep moving. But if you don't, then we, she steps back. She's like, no, or he steps back. Because what's right. the point? Like, a lot of people are wasting their time going around what's your favorite color what kind of second primary school conversation is that who asked right. what type of what's your favorite food or to just be more like be deeper and try to understand who the person is and, and what motivates the person and what they're actually looking for instead of wasting your time but you mentioned that you go for talks where I'm with with singles in your talks is it mostly men or women that you find that are looking for relationships well, we just did, I uh, did a small dating roundtable forum. This is something that I'm trying to start because people are just looking for answers. But any type of singles event I hold or roundtable, it's always more women than men. Even though I hear there are the same amount of men looking for relationships or to date as women. But for some reason, men will not go to these events. And if they were smart, they would because there's always more women. Always. <laughs> So if they were smart, they would go and they need just as much help and insight, but women are more open to that type of stuff. They're more open about, you know, emotional things, touchy feely things, men. I, don't, I, I, I mean, I hear crazy stories from men who are sick of online dating and they want to find somebody and they're tired of the games. And I hear it from women, but men won't come to the events. Men will not come. I did do a singles, a couple singles mixture where it was mixers that were almost the same amount of men and women. But in general, I can't even really call it a singles mingle anymore. I just have to call it a dating roundtable discussion because it can't be a singles mingle if 90% of them are women. So it's, it's just disappointing, you know, because I mean, what a great opportunity for men to hear directly from the mouths of women answers to questions they have because it's so cool we just sit hang out drink some beers maybe eat and i just bring up topics about dating and what what are people's questions and concerns and everyone gets a chance to answer i mean we did and another thing we did we did a zoom what do women want it was a call for just men to listen to me a female life coach and a male life coach to get some insight there was like four guys on the call. When we did a call, what do men want for women with the male coach and the female life coach and me, there was like 25 women. 
it just, it's, I don't know, it blows my mind. I mean, guys need just as much help as women. And I hear them complain just as much as women do about dating. So. But is it because women sometimes are ready earlier than men maybe for relationships? Or am I, um, am I um, stereotyping? Or am I just making assumptions? Is that because women are normally ready, um, like earlier? And also some women are thinking about their body clock. They're thinking about such right. things like that. So could it be that? Um... Well, most of my events are 40 and over. And it's not because it's not. Okay. Oh. Yeah, it's not. That's not the age range. But that who comes? I mean, there's a ton of people. Maybe a, obviously, I tend to be more on the younger side at some of these. Well, no, maybe mid 40s and up. I've had like mid 40s up to 70. But a lot of people in my age bracket and up are divorced or widowed. So they're single and looking. I think younger people like in their 20s and 30s feel like they don't need this information or they'll meet somebody at a bar or let's just do the internet mm. dating. You know, where I, I think it's just sad that we don't get to meet people organically anymore. Like, you know, back in the day you would meet in high school or college or, or at a job or whatever. And that's so different now. There's not, it's it's just so casual there's like so much disrespect in dating now, no phone calls, everything's via text, breaking up, ghosting, not showing up, dating multiple people at the same time. And this is all because of the internet. Mm. You know, back in the day, you had to get a phone call, you know, to ask somebody on a date and you'd ask them out on Monday for Friday. Now people are like, hey, you know, maybe I'll text you on Friday morning. Maybe we can get together Friday night. That's a no, that's a no. Like if I was giving anyone dating advice i'd be like that's a no-no if they really want to see you they're going to call in advance and make sure you're available yeah, so definitely. and i'm so sick of just everything is text or skype chat or whatever everything it'd be nice if we all worked on some social skills and being an adult <laughs> when you're dating and actually picking up the phone and calling and having a flipping conversation that's not with your fingers or typing on the internet so do you think do you think a lot of the issues are then are because people feel like they've got so many options, specifically young people? Because I, f I feel like that. I feel like um, with men and women, everybody feels like they've just got plenty of options or they've got plenty of time, which they probably do, but it just allows people to kind of not put in that certain level of effort, I feel, because... Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Yes. What what you said about the whole calling Friday morning and Friday, like, that's what you said. Like, if they're not speaking to you or trying to arrange something with you before, they don't, in my view, they don't really care about you. Like, you should be trying to see somebody before the day, like, wh where are we meeting or whatever. But I feel like, I personally feel like it's, it's due to people thinking um, they've got a lot of options, but then probably in reality they don't. Um, and then You're I think that's what causes yeah. people to really, yeah, sorry, go on. No, you, I'm sorry to interrupt you. You're on the right track. This is the problem. So like back before the internet, like college or high school, if you met somebody, you guys are way younger, so you don't probably even know what that is like. But um, <laughs> if you met somebody you liked, you dated them, right? Because that's the only person you were interested in. You weren't on 15 dating websites talking to five people per website. <laughs> and, you know, I've met, yeah. I've had, and it's so frustrating because it is, I have dated and dated. It is so hard to find just like a good, solid 
human being, like a guy. And I know men feel the same way. So what blows my mind is I've had like really good first date, second dates, and then you don't hear from them, right? Because I don't know, they're probably talking all these five, oh, but you know, what about this other one? And what about this other one? And what about this other one? Me, I didn't want care about any other one. If I met one good guy, I would be more than willing to forget about all the other people that I'm interacting with and just focus on one guy. But people aren't like that. They're just not like that today. It's like a catalog or Amazon. It's too much to look at, too many choices. You know, you can get a response from somebody very quickly. You can talk to people in the middle of the night on your computer. I mean, it's just 24-7. Yeah, it's true. And people, like, people aren't adulting. You know, being asking someone out via text or ghosting somebody or breaking up with somebody via text is not an adult. And I know adults of all ages do it. You know what I mean? I think it's, excuse my mouth, like a pussy way out. I hate that word, but I have to use it for men and women. It's like, grow up, get a set, you know, just, or like even after a few good dates or even after a first date, which can be so awkward, knowing what to say at the end, like one person could be interested and one isn't. And the one that isn't says to the one that is, you know, yeah, I'll give you a call. So the first one thinks, the other one thinks, oh, wow, the date went so great. They're going to call me. And then they never get the call and they don't understand. So if you could just be honest at the end of a day and be like, you know, it was really great meeting you, but you know, I think this is going to end here, which is awkward and it's uncomfortable, but that's why so many people are getting hurt. And I can't even tell you, I belong to a lot of single Facebook pages when I'm promoting my events or when I was single, everyone always says, why did I have such a great first date? We've been talking for weeks and all of a sudden I don't hear from them anymore. Mm. Everybody says that. It's bullshit. People are not honest though. Because if no. you don't like if you don't like somebody, it's just common decency to say like, is it? But the thing is, it's hard because you might be thinking this date wasn't great, but I like the person's vibe, and maybe we can get on again. So they might think, oh, okay, well, I want to see how it goes. But then, mm-hmm. if you flat out no, this is not going anywhere. I don't like this person. I think you should be honest, but at the same time, I can. I can acknowledge that it probably will be quite difficult because I can't imagine myself on a date saying to somebody that I wasn't feeling like, oh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to speak to you again. <laughs> I can't see myself saying it on the date. I probably would yeah. do it over phone just because I've never done that before. I've never had it done to me. Maybe if it was done to me, I could I would appreciate yeah. a bit more and be like, do you know what? The honesty is better. But because I've never been in that situation before, I can't see myself saying to somebody on a date, I'm not, I don't like you. I don't think we should continue. I would rather give it a couple chances. Well, I think it's great. Obviously, I've been on first dates. And I'm like, no way in hell am I going on a second one. But yes, I have yeah. definitely been on first dates. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'll give it a second chance. But if you know right away on a first date, I know it's very awkward, but there's got to be some type of solution. Or yeah. if you can eat another thing that you should just definitely not do that I don't agree with is email and text somebody for weeks and weeks. I think you should meet them after a week of communicating because then you're going to build up expectations, right? Half the time yeah. you meet these people, I've had phenomenal conversations with people on the phone and then we meet in person and it's like, hello, <laughs> there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> Right. So then you get all these fake expectations and then half the time people don't even look like their picture. Oh, yeah. So then, you know, you're talking for months and months. Oh, we've been talking and talking and talking, building up expectations. Unless you Zoom, 
you know, Zoom now could be a way to make sure the person looks like their picture. Make sure you physically are attracted to each other outside of just like photos. Yeah. But I, I just don't think it's a good idea. And then, if you know, I think you should meet. And if somebody doesn't want to meet, then that's not the person you want to go to. That's a red flag. I agree. That's a big red flag. I've got a friend. She says that dating apps are not actually dating apps. She says there are more introdu- introdu- introduction apps and then people to actually meet. You're not dating on the internet, are you? So that's not the purpose of it. It's just for you to see someone and say, okay, I like you, speak, then you meet, then you start dating. She goes, they shouldn't be called dating apps. They should be called introdu- introduction apps to relationships, to dating, to whatever. Because like what you said, some people will stay on that app if they don't like you. They'll just string you along for months and months and months. And they will never meet you. If you haven't met someone after a few, I don't know, few weeks or whatever, then why is it they're not asking to meet? Because but there's some people that ask too early, though. They might ask on the first day. I think that's a bit, that's a red flag for me if you're asking me to meet. I, I've tried dating apps and they're not for me only because I don't have the patience to be speaking to loads of people. I just don't like that. And I think it's dead. I think it's boring. I don't like mm-hmm. it. It's not for me. And I don't like texting. I don't like texting yeah. whatsoever. And I'm, I'm the worst texter. Like, I like, I'm a person who sends voice notes. So I like talking. So even if it's not on the phone, I send voice notes. Or I, I don't spend so much time on calls, but I will send voice notes. So a lot of times, I just, there's a lot of things that goes into it. And then when you're on dating apps, you've got all these people matching you, matching you, matching you. And I'm thinking, and the conversations when the first start, it is like, Hi, what do you do for work? Where do you live? Etc. And I'm thinking, like, can we get past this stupid conversation? Let's get to the nitty gritty here. Like, what's what's going on? And that's what I don't like because I think is dating apps are slow. They're boring. There's too much going on. I don't have the time and energy for it. And I think it's all long. So, but I know some people who've met people on there that they're their life partners now and it's work for them but for me I just didn't have the time and energy because it's too much I'm a I'm a traditionalist in a way that I want to meet someone naturally like what you said I want to be like walking in a park bump into them in a shop or whatever it is but I just don't want to say um I make them I met them on a dating app no nothing wrong with people meeting on dating apps so that's not what I want um I want to remember the first time I looked at you we made eye contact I know people do that anyway um after they meet the first time after they've dated but I want to actually just bump into you randomly and then you know we, we speak but so why do you think maybe like some people just generally struggle with dating what causes people to struggle with dating I think it's so when I was writing the book I did some research and one out of 10 profiles are fake 60% of people who have internet profiles are already in a relationship oh, so I mean, people lie. They lie about their age, their job, if they're married, their kids, they, their pictures are fake. I mean, I think people are just sick of it. And then they lie about their intentions. If you want to just get laid, put that. Don't say you're ready for a relationship if you're not, because then you're leading somebody on who is. I think that's the problem is it's so easy to lie on the Internet. You can hide behind the Internet. It's just so easy to. And some people may lie and just say something they think the other person wants to hear, even though it's not their truth. 
I think people are just sick of it. I think a lot of people don't trust it. They've had it. They're tired of it. They really don't know where to turn. Um, that's why I think people are just there. They've had too many bad experiences, but yes, I, I know people who have gotten married and have kids from dating, like on sites like match. I met my current boyfriend on plenty of fish, which is supposed to be the worst site, but I did, I promised myself I was not going to pay for a dating site anymore because I don't, everyone says, Oh, you shouldn't use the free ones because people who are really serious will pay. I think it's bullshit. I think it's people, somebody, I did a podcast. He's like, people will pay for sex, Lori. I was like, well, I guess that's true. <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. Um, but um, I don't know. I mean, I always thought Tinder was a hookup site, but I, I heard people have developed relationships from that site. I have never been on that site. Um, Plenty of Fish is a free site. I've been on a bunch of free sites, but um, the guy that I, I think he, the guy that I lived with before I did my RV trip, uh, I think we met on Plenty of Fish as well. So, and I think the one that I told you might, had my, I thought might've been the one that I overate when we broke up. I think we met on Match, but it, all of my relationships, except for one, I have met online. So it is successful. I mean, they've ended. Um, but I have met some really great men and have some great memories and not so great memories, but I mean, and people say it's a numbers game and it's true in that if it's, and it can really affect you though. Like I've been so disappointed and disgusted and frustrated and my self-esteem has been shot many times from online dating. And that's when, you know, you need to take a break and just step back and just, but then it's hard because you're, and, but then you have the fact that you're lonely and you really want to meet somebody. So you get back on. It's like a vicious addiction or a vicious cycle that goes over and over and over again. Um, but that's what. What do you think about the quality of men that you were talking to on um, the dating apps? I think a lot of them have issues that they need to fix before they should even be dating. Yeah. Like issues with their ex or their kids or their job or their financial situation or and a lot of them are full of shit and they don't want a relationship. Mm. I mean, I sound like a scorned lady, but that's the situation. You can ask other women, but you also so. can ask a lot of men. A lot of men feel the same way because of all the crappy women out there. Um, it's not just a specific gender. Both genders are struggling. Um, yeah, I agree. I feel like, cause men struggle with dating as well. Um, oh, yeah. I think, I think women struggle with dating only, I don't know. I, I feel, I don't feel like dating is hard, but that may be just cause I'm young and I haven't really dated that much. But I, the only reason why I feel like dating isn't hard is because if you, like you said, if you self-reflect, if you do the things that you need to do, it shouldn't be hard for you because at the end of the day if you if you've self-reflected and you know what you want and you know what you like and you know how you are like if you said you know your position financially you know how you are as a person and you go out looking for certain things you should be able to filter out what you don't want or what you can what or you can have or whatever um whereas I think a lot of people's issues with dating now is that people don't actually take a step back and be like I'm like this I'm like that so therefore, how can I meet somebody? Because if you're not in a position, say, for example, with men, just because it's easier, if they're not in the position they want to be financially 
and they meet a woman who maybe is, they might feel intimidated by that or insecure about that. And then therefore that can mess up that situation when really it could be a good thing, but that could mess up that situation because of how they feel about themselves. Um, And women, I don't know, I can't think of an example, but a woman who's not reflected on something that she's doing or she's not doing, for example, a woman that's maybe like stubborn and is very ignorant, if she doesn't reflect on herself, she's going to come across somebody who is either going to not want her because of how she is or tell her about herself in the way that she's never heard before and she won't be able to be like, actually, that's how I am. So I feel like if people don't, if pe- the reason why I say dating isn't hard is because if you self-reflect and do the things you need to do for yourself, you will find somebody who you know is for you and you know, and you wouldn't be able to filter out the people who aren't for you. But people no, are going yeah, into yeah. things unhealed and still bitter and hurt and unhappy and reflect, just putting all this bad energy onto their dating life, basically, and then expect to find somebody. And you're not going to find somebody like that. You have to feel happy within yourself. And if you're not, like what Viv said, you have to build the relationship with yourself first. And if you haven't, how can you expect somebody to come into your life and make it better? Like, you can't. That's how I see it anyway. So I don't no, feel like it's a difficulty, right. but... Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. And you need to be self-aware. Like if you've been married for 25 years and you recently got divorced, you are not ready for a relationship. So you should not be jumping into something else. Or, yeah. you know, if you've been divorced for a while, but you and your ex have kids together and your kids have issues or you and your ex are just having the worst time raising them together. Like my boyfriend and I, he has a horrible ex. The kids don't like her. His teenagers have issues. It just seeps into our relationship. And it's a lot. And there, we've been on the brink of breaking up many times. And we've had many uncomfortable conversations. And, you know, he really wasn't ready for a relationship. And we've had to work through some stuff. And, I mean, we're doing good now, but... He should have had his shit figured out. Those boys should have been put in line and gotten their shit together. And the ex, which probably will never were none of the boys like their mom. But, you know, that's a lot of baggage to bring into a relationship because it is going to affect your relationship. So you need to be aware if 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 shit in your life is not settled and you're you you are not ready for a relationship. Do do you also feel like people give up quite easily or do you think it's okay to give up easily oh no people give up too easily I think that's why the divorce rate is so high um Mm. you know back when my parents got married it was a lifetime partner deal now I think people just think if it doesn't work out we can get divorced um yeah I've had people I think it's weight I mean I don't know. There are times I wanted to give up on my current relationship, but there's things about him that I found in him I've never found in another guy. So I always kind of hold on to that. Our future is very unknown, which isn't great on my end because he still has two teenage boys at home and they have their issues and I will never live with him while he has them. And, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, 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 it's work. It's definitely work. Um, and then I think sometimes, like we talked about it, you need to know that it is time to give up. Mm. There's times that you should work and there's times that you should give up. It's just knowing, you mm. know, what to do and when, what is the right yeah. thing and how long. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's not easy. That's for sure. How, how do you deal then with baggage people come with? It's 
hard. Oh my God. This is what I say about baggage. People have baggage. They have the carry on baggage. You know how you're allowed like one carry on that fits above your seat. And then yeah. people have check in baggage, check in. You got like two suitcases. They're over 50 pounds. You got to pay the extra weight. <laughs> I have basically carry on baggage, never married, no kids. I don't have, I'm independent. I can do what I want. I have like carry on. My boyfriend's got like check-in baggage. There's a lot of people with like check-in baggage. You got to figure out your baggage. And you also have to figure out how much baggage you can handle if you're dating somebody with baggage. Um, <laughs> that's kind of a, a comparison I've used for a while. Do you have check-in baggage or do you have carry-on baggage? Um, that's a good comparison. Just, I'm going to start using that. Yeah, yeah for real. I mean, I, I have zero baggage, as in no check in, no carry on. But I wouldn't. But but I wouldn't date somebody with either. I don't well, think. That's okay. You can't. You're young. You're 25. When you get definitely my age, not carry on. Yeah. No, definitely not check in. Definitely not check in. Right. Um, yeah, I can't. I, I wouldn't I've we've all got some sort of baggage at the end of the day though. No, but we? how she's describing it, no, I, you don't. I don't. Well, I mean, I have my own like 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 Vivian said, we do all have like little baggage or quirks or idiosyncrasies or stubbornness or whatever. But I don't see that have, as baggage though. Is if somebody know. if somebody's got like flaws or like little things that bother you, I don't see that as baggage. I just, I just see that as being human. Yeah, Whereas baggage, true. baggage for me is like you said, like um, kids or having kids with somebody um, that's a nightmare, or um, having multiple kids with multiple different women or whatever. Um, and what you said about your like the carry on baggage, like for example, you're single and you've not had kids or whatever. I feel like the carry on baggage can be dependent on where you are in life, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so I definitely, definitely agree with that yeah but I feel like people's little things that they have about them I wouldn't say that's a baggage because a baggage is something like you're carrying like you're carrying extra on right. top of you whereas I see that as just you being you that's just somebody that makes because everything all of our flaws make who we are so I wouldn't see that as a baggage but I hear what you're saying I get what you mean but I just wouldn't describe well, yeah. that well, you're baggage. right. It could be flaws, but think about it. Like maybe you're somebody who has always had an issue with your weight and it affects your self-esteem, which is going to affect your relationships. Or maybe you've always been struggling financially and it affects you and you can't get ahead and that's going to affect your relationships. So we all have like little things, yeah. you know, but obviously the older you get, the more stuff you have. Like I've had myself where I just... I'm going to have to work till I die because I've jumped from job to job and I traveled the U.S. and I still, you know, at the end of the day, I just want to be an entrepreneur. I just don't want to work for anyone else. But right now I'm stuck at a job that I really don't like mm. until I build all these other things that I want to build. And I'm almost 50. I'm like, hell, God, how long is it going to take me to do this? You know, and I've made some poor decisions in the past that have kind of put me where I am. But then I also have done some really cool things that other people will never do. Um, so I have my own and then, you know, I've dealt with like depression and anxiety and self-esteem issues in the past. So I guess that could be flaws or baggage. I guess it all kind of depends on how you put it. And you have more, the older you get and the more experiences you have, um, and you're young, which is great. And you're definitely self, much more self-aware than a lot of people your age that I have met or talked to, um, Mm. which is really, really important. So 
But yeah, yeah, I mean, there's different levels or sizes of carry-on. I mean, your carry-on could just be your pocketbook or someone's carry-on <laughs> could be one of those pool things. You know what That's I mean? True. One of those cool little luggages. So, I mean, <laughs> it's how you look at it, but you need to be self-aware about it. You know, yeah, you could also have issues important. issues that don't affect you mentally, physically, and emotionally, so they won't go into the relationship. Like, you have a handle on them. You're comfortable mm-hmm. with them. You're working on it. You know, yeah. and that's fine. A lot of people aren't working on things. or It's just being human. It's just confusing and hard. And then they always say men are from Mars and women are from Venus and... But, you know, then there's our, oh, so the homosexual relationships and they have as, just as much problems as the heterosexual relationships. It's all yeah. the same. We're all humans trying to put two people together who were raised differently or born in different areas or cultures or backgrounds or whatever. And it's just it's a lot. Yeah, I, I think people need to stop lying to themselves because like what you say, self-awareness won't come because a lot of people, I always say a lot of people have a tendency to lie to themselves rather than telling them tr- themselves the truth. It's easier to lie to yourself than it is to admit what is actually going on than what is actually like how you see yourself because a lot of times people, we are um, intelligent beings, but we're not that intelligent to know a lot of things about what maybe we're putting out or whether we what we're taking in. And a lot of times we... When especially when emotions and feelings are involved, a lot of things can get clouded and and, um, and lost. You you get um, you can't see things properly, etc. So it's all good um, understanding that we're human, but we have to understand. You might think you're the most self-aware person. You might think you're the most intelligent person, but just know there's always something about us that we might not be aware of. Just because that's how we are as as individuals, as human beings. Um, there's like a model it's called i think it's called the johari window and it talks about how as humans we have a hidden um an uh, an open self as people where other people what we the other people know and what we know about ourselves there is the um unknown area which is um what you don't know when what other people don't know there is the hidden area which is what other people see and what you don't know and there's another area, I can't remember what the last area, what is um, basically what you know, but other people don't know. So mm-hmm. there's loads of areas about ourselves that we have to be aware that we come as rounded beings, as a whole being, that regardless of how much we think we are self-aware, just know that at the end of the day, you're not always going to know what you're putting out and what you're taking in. And um, right. I feel like um, as people, and this is where maybe in relationships people could get um getting problems people don't really relationships don't last as long because some people are not willing to see certain things are not willing to admit certain things to themselves and then that way we kind of just kind of lost because we're like what's going on and sometimes as well you need people around you who are honest and that will tell right. you certain things you don't know about yourself because sometimes you don't know certain things about yourself and that's fair um so we have to acknowledge these little things about ourselves as humans because at the end of the day a lot of stuff that happens within us is subconscious. A lot of stuff, like just like how we're breathing, how we're digesting, a lot of things are, are, are on our subconscious mind that are unconscious. So we have to be aware of these things that a lot of things are happening behind the scenes rather than actually at our, in our, our conscious awareness levels. Um, and obviously our beliefs, our values, all of that, our moral compass are, take, are playing a part 
into how all these things um, are, are coming into play, if that makes sense. But I think honesty is the first part. Well, you just, I was just writing a note. I, uh, one of the women that I taught dance for, she had her PhD in psychology. And there's this, I do not know the name of it, but I just wrote it down because I want to look into it. When you were talking about other people's perceptions about you, there's this color personality test and you take, you answer all these questions and it tells you what color you are. And each color has like adjectives or a description. And then if you want to take the test further, you ask or the person running the test for you asks your friends and family how they see you. And, and a lot of times you have no idea that that's how you come off. And um, yeah, you made me think about that because that's something I want to look into. Like I want to try to do do some like dating coaching, just question and answer truths about it. I mean, I've been doing it for a long time. I've learned a lot of do's and don'ts. You, you, you just At the end of the day, you've got to be respectful to yourself and respectful for other people. Like I used to have a friend, we're not friends anymore, unfortunately. Every day she would have an issue with the guy she was dating and the way he treated her. And I kept saying to her, why do you disrespect yourself so much? Why do you feel it's okay to be disrespected? Like, what what is it? Is there something about yourself you don't like or your low self-esteem? Like, why are you letting somebody disrespect you as much as they are because there's got to be something else going on and I always think about that but you know you you should respect yourself and respect others and there's a big lack of respect in the world of dating today but there's also a big lack of respect period in culture today like mm -hmm. opening the door and saying you know thank you or you're welcome or excuse me or it's just it, we're going in the wrong direction kids are disrespectful today you know everything is just I don't know, but I feel like dating has become way too casual, way too disrespectful, dishonest. Um, but yes, I definitely agree. It might be a good idea to ask your friends and family some some deep questions like, how do you see me? What do you think is my worst personality trait? What do you think is my best personality trait? I mean, I'm very aware of all that on my own. Like, I think, you know, one of my worst personality traits is I'm very impulsive, very spontaneous, and I don't think before I do things. But I think one of my best traits is I'm like very motivated, entrepreneurial spirit, go-getter. I think the fact that I speak out and I'm not afraid of conflict could be one of my worst and one of my best traits. You know, I've done a lot of therapy. I work with a life coach. Like, I mean, I think I'm pretty aware of myself. So, but I should ask a bunch of other people. I'm afraid of what they would say. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like... There's a book that I read not too long ago. It's called Surrounded by Idiots. And it's very okay. similar to what you said. So it's like, it's got four different colours. I think it's got red, green, yellow and blue. And every single colour is a different personality. And um, red and yellow is very like vibrant and a bit more fiery. And that's the colour I assumed I was because I've always felt like that. And when other people have spoken to have read it, they knew that was my colour immediately. So for me, I feel like I'm very honest with how I am. And even though I might not say it very often, I know exactly how I am. I know my best and worst traits all the time because I've lived with myself for 25 years. So I, I should know how I am. But a lot right. of people don't take the step back to be like, yeah, I'm like this. They just put blame onto other people. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes people are honest with themselves 
But sometimes I think people just think, I already know how I am. And there's not really much more for me to do. I genuinely feel like some people are like that. Whereas I think there's always things to be learned. So in every situation that might not turn out for the best, there's always something to take from it. And that's why, like, when you were saying that you kind of, like, are happy to pursue, I think that's really good because not pursue men, but pursue your happiness because you know that you can take something from this and put it into that and just learn and, and like, evolve as time goes on. Whereas I feel like nowadays, people just want to be like, it was her. I've heard guys blame women so much and I've heard women blame guys so much. Like, everybody's placing blame. And I think I can honestly say in every situation I've been in, I could be like, you know what, maybe I didn't do that very well. Or there's some situations where I'm like, actually, it was all him. But the majority of the times, if it's been a serious situation, I could be like, you know what, maybe I did this as well. But there's Mm -hmm. some people are not like that. They will never say what's their bad stuff or what they've Mm -hmm. done wrong. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like if that's how you are, that's how you are. It might not get you places and it might. So for me, I don't even think it's a case of, I don't, I never judge people. I never say like, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that. But what you said is really important. Like, will you ask your friend, why are you letting this person disrespecting you? Because you feel disrespected. Why do you feel disrespected? Why do you feel like he, this person can walk all over you and treat you like shit and get on with their life, basically? But, um, yeah, I just think sometimes... I think people are honest with themselves, but I think people are very quick to put blame on others as well. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, I agree. It's easier to put blame on somebody else, for sure. Yeah, and I think, especially with this fast dating and, you know, everything that's happening now people just feel like they don't have to stick around because either maybe like what we said, there's baggage or it's just not working or they just haven't put effort into anything. Like I find people that have put effort into other people, into other things, have more time to give. Whereas some people don't have the patience for that. They just don't have the patience to get to know one person or to, to stick it out with one person, they feel like, oh, it's not working here, let me just go on to the next person. That's yeah, why, for me, online yeah. dating doesn't work, because mm-hmm. I can't do that whole two... T- like, I can't do it, I can't do it. I prefer to do um, meeting in person, but I would never write off online dating, because I know so much happy story. I probably know more happy stories from online dating than I do know bad stories, so I would mm-hmm. never write it off. Um mm-hmm. So, but I just, I do think that people just don't have the time anymore. They just don't have the patience. And I don't know what's causing that because time is moving as fast as anything. So I don't understand why people feel like they don't have to put in effort for anything. That's what boggles me about dating, where people just feel like I don't have to work at this because there's this person or there's that person or there's many options that I have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's too many options. Too many options. Oh, this one's kind of, eh, but I'm talking to 10 other people. So let's try that. <laughs> yeah. What you said, Laurie, like, so a couple of years back, I said that thing, like, I asked my friends and family what they thought. And to be fair, like, what you said, you're afraid of what people would say. Um, most of the stuff they said I already knew. But one thing I realized, no one said anything bad. So that was, but then I was just like, I know, like, obviously, this is who I am, but I know I have bad things, like or bad traits about me or certain things that are annoying about me. I know I'm annoying sometimes. I'm childish, my friends. 
but like what I what I the feedback I got back nothing seemed to come across as bad so I was just like oh okay and I think sometimes you could ask your family and friends but they won't really say because you know how people have to like we think about your feelings how they're going to say certain things no everyone is just saying okay you're honest you're frank and direct and I can see frank and direct and honest can how it can be seen as like sometimes it can be too much I could say certain things that are not needed at certain times but like when I asked family and um, friends nothing came back as all I was as anything like bad well for my opinion anyway but I thought that was really interesting because I was mostly interested in what they saw as a whole, but not only the good stuff. And I encouraged them in the message I sent. I was like, say, I want the full disclosure. I want the good and the bad. Please don't be afraid of saying anything. But nothing bad came back. <laughs> so I was like, I could ask your friends and family, but sometimes that information might not um, actually come back as such, if that makes sense. Because um, obviously yeah. they're your or, if, or you could get your feelings hurt. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's, I think it can depend on how the people think you might take it. Because yeah, I know people that are yeah. very honest with me, like they will tell me exactly how it is. And because they know I won't take it personally, like I won't get upset about it. Um, so I feel like people can be honest with you. But also some people will think, oh, I don't want to, I don't know how she's going to take this. I don't know how this person's going to take it. They might get upset. They might be, do you know what I mean? So I don't yeah. think it's always that they don't want to say the bad. It just, they just might be thinking, I don't know how you're going to take it. It's also the delivery. How you say yeah. it is huge. People's delivery oh. today isn't great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So before we round off, so just what like what Melissa was saying a moment ago um, about dating and some people maybe um, sticking it out. So do you think some people can be really good at dating but really bad or really hard to be with long term? Oh, yes. I was watching this tv special about internet dating and there's this guy he loves dating basically he's out there though for casual sex or casual dates so i guess he's good at it right he's good at dating but he was not a guy for long term if that's what you mean yeah i'm sure there's people who love it they can meet a new person every day they love it they're out there doing it but i mean that's not a person who's a long-term person what well, is so, the person i a relationship and they don't know they're bad they're like a bad person to be with long term how can someone deal with that um that they're good at dating but for some reason they struggle when they do get into relationships they're not in relationships for long periods of time i guess you just have to be aware of red flags you know and just continue to ask questions like how long was your longest relationship and you know how often or how many people have you met or how often or how many people are you presently dating and or how often and i mean if you meet somebody from internet dating your first date you better you should you should expect that they're dating other people i mean it's internet dating you know what i mean like you could ask you know how many people are you dating and you know if they're dating oh you know i'm taught i'm dating like 10 women at the time you know that's like a red flag or a way to also tell if they're ready for a relationship is do they call when they say they're going to call do they blow you off for a week do they not answer your text do they answer your text do they want to see you so they ask to see you these are all red flags people always say oh well maybe they're too busy oh maybe that something happened i'll hear from them and my friend went through the oh my friend just went through this with somebody who kept you know who was so into her and 
keep, you know, said he wanted to take her out on a date, and then she wouldn't hear from him via text for a week, and then they see each other out, same shit, different day, and I'm like, what? He's giving you all these red flags, girl. You got to pay attention to them and move on. But I think it's hard. Like if you're lonely and you like somebody, you'll you'll overlook those. But you really shouldn't because you're just going to make your heart even hurt more as time goes on. So keep aware of the red flags. I always said all my relationships that lasted, there were no games. They texted me. They called me. They asked to see me. We had good dates. They never ghosted me. They never like blew me off for a week. None of those games existed. None of them. And we pretty much stopped dating other people after our first couple dates because we really liked each other. You know, we didn't want to be internet dating. We didn't want to be on there if we didn't have to be. But some people love being on there. So I think you know if there's no games. And ask questions. Ask the deep qualifying questions so you don't get hurt. And be honest. Like, if you just want sex, say, you know what? I'm just looking for casual dating. I'm, I'm just kind of looking to hook up. Great. Well, you're not the one for me. Or great. That's what I'm looking for as well. Glad we're on the same page. I just think don't allow the games. Be respectful of yourself. Look for the red flags. Stand up for yourself. Speak your mind. Don't put up with bullshit. You know, if you're, if, you got to know what you're looking for. And I mean, I feel like. If I was dating now, I think I would, I'm just, I was so burnt out from dating. It's just, it's, it's not, it's not easy. So just be upfront, be aware, be respectful of yourself and be respectful of other people. And if you, if something in your gut says no, go with your gut. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Instinct is everything. Thank you, Laurie, for, for coming on. We really appreciate you coming on. I've really well, enjoyed. I've this. had a great time. Thank you so much yeah. for having me. Thank no, I've, loved, I've loved having you on. Your energy and your vibe is on another level. So, so thank you for that. Um, do you just want to leave your your contact details, social media, where people can find you, so they can you know get a hold of you or see what yeah, you're about? Yeah. So my book is on datingwhatthefuck.com. That's datingwhatthefuck.com. <laughs> I designed a really cool line of singles t-shirts on there. You can personalize your singles t-shirts. Also, you can find me on facebook.com backslash dating is horrible. Um, <laughs> the funny, the greeting card line, the very snarky, sometimes inappropriate greeting card line my boyfriend and I designed, you can find under constant-chaos.com. That also has all my t-shirts my book and the greeting card. So it's constant-chaos.com. And then I also, I mean, you guys are over there, but I'm over here, but my small event company is on uh, Leave It to Lori Events on Facebook. All right. Thank you. No, that that was lovely. Thank you. Yes, guys, check her out. um, See what she's about. Because, yeah, I said her energy has been another level. So so thank you for that. Um, Yeah. um, But, yeah, thank you guys for listening. out and we'll see you next time.